Welcome to What's Next, Hornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Tim Venable, our Senior Vice President of Content Development and Research, interviews David C. Smith, America's Head of Occupier Research for Cushman and Wakefield. The two discuss a recent survey collaboration on co-working through the eyes of corporate real estate executives. David, thanks. We're talking today with Corner Global. My pleasure, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Cushman and Wakefield and Cornet Global recently conducted a survey of our worldwide membership to gain insights about a very important topic today in corporate real estate, that being co-working. What were you trying to learn? There's a lot of discussion, as we all know, on the supply side of the flex office and co-working world. And we really wanted to understand uh, the other side and understand the demand. So how do global organizations think about flex office and co-working? Are they using it? Do they like it? What are their main challenges and opportunities? We thought this would be a good way to go to the source um, and get some answers to those questions. Sure. Okay. Just get some greater insights about the demand side of this very important topic. Absolutely. What were some of the bigger takeaways from the survey's findings? Well, there's a lot of really interesting things in here, of course, but there's sort of three things that strike me uh, as very telling and and worth uh, talking about off the top. Um, So one is that corporations are using co-working to a large degree. Uh, 63% of respondents are currently using it, and then another 19% are considering using it in the future. Um, So it has a lot of penetration across uh, global organizations uh, and large enterprise clients. Um, Most of them have a positive view of it. So about 57% of respondents had a positive view, and the vast majority of people who didn't have a positive view had a neutral view on it, many of whom uh, maybe haven't used it as of yet. Uh, So it's positively viewed as as a resource in portfolio planning. Um, And then the third finding is that companies are expecting to use it more in the future, both in two years and five years. So it has a a positive trajectory it would look like from a demand perspective. I see. Okay. Here's another question. Why does it matter what corporate real estate executives at big companies uh, think of co-working? Isn't it more for startups anyway? Yeah, I I think that's a common misconception, uh, which is that everyone in co-working locations are entrepreneurs or freelancers, um, and that's certainly a substantial part of the membership base. Um, But the flex office sector goes back decades and decades, and always a large portion of their um, client base have been uh, enterprise-level clients. Um, What has changed over the last eight to 10 years is that it's become sort of cool to talk about that. Um, The spaces themselves have become more attractive and cool. They've fit uh, into HR and the talent attraction and retention plans for a lot of occupiers. Um, So we're hearing more now about occupiers, uh, large enterprise level clients who are using entry level co-working for some of their uh, employees or might be taking down um, entire floors, if you will, partnering with uh, flex providers. But the largest you know, providers out there would tell you that 40% or more of their memberships are now large enterprise clients. Uh, so it's a significant portion of that space uh, is actually these large you know, 
members of Cornet essentially uh, who are using this as part of a large portfolio strategy, um, not just the mom and pop who needs a desk uh, or a, an office for their three three man team. Right. Exactly. So 40%, that's a huge uh, proportion, and so there really is a, an awful lot of the big Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 type companies uh, that are taking uh, space in these co-working sites. That's exactly right. So what about occupancy cost, uh, David? Uh, does co-working uh, cost a little more, cost a little less? Obviously, you've got some flexibility advantages, but tell us about the, mm -hmm. uh, the cost implications of being in co-working space. Right. Again, that's one of those things where the initial impression is it must cost more because the whole model from the provider side is essentially rent arbitrage, right? You rent some space for X, you gussy it up, you provide some amenities, you provide some uh, technology services, and then you come back and you lease it out for 2X or 3X um, and you take the profit in between. Um, and that is certainly the model there, but from the occupier perspective, there's actually a lot of ways in which uh, it can be a cost saver. Um, so one of those things, as I mentioned, is there are services that are built into those costs that you're paying to a co-working or flex office provider um, that would not be built into your you know, base rent per square foot. So you know, the space is turnkey, all the capex has been covered up front, uh, so the occupier doesn't have to put money up front necessarily. Uh, the technology and the telecommunications is, is provided many of the times, food and beverage services or coffee, those sorts of things are, all have to be taken into account. A couple other things that go into the cost calculation or the value ca calculation um, is that these spaces tend to be denser and more efficient. Um, and then as you alluded to, you're able to ramp up and ramp down so much faster. That means you can reduce or even get rid of some of your loss factor. So instead of carrying an extra 10 or 15% square footage, knowing you'll need that in three, four, five years, you can have exactly how much space you need for the people you need at that moment. So it really can be a lower cost per employee, even if the cost per square foot is uh, a little bit higher. And what was interesting from the study is we found that uh, about a third of all respondents who have used co-working or flex office in some capacity saw their, their commercial real estate costs go down by 5% or more. Um, about half of them said it was essentially no change in their costs, and only about 20% said that their costs went up by 5% or more. So again, it is more likely that people uh, who have used this in some capacity would say that their company's costs have actually gone down to a significant degree, then they would say that it actually increased their commercial real estate costs. Okay, excellent. So my next question has to do with the the impact of co-working on the workplace. So both from a positive and negative standpoint, what can you share there in terms of are there any concerns about how co-working is impacting the corporate workplace, mm -hmm. and are there some positive impacts of uh, co-working on the workplace? Yeah, absolutely. So any office or leasing decision has, comes with it some sort of concerns. Uh, the respondents to our survey came back with not surprising uh, concerns that they shared. So one of those is around digital security, um, and one of them is about company culture and cohesion, and one of them is about personal privacy. So those are the most common. And again, these are going to be more prevalent when you're talking about shared co-working space where you're buying memberships. Um, along with a bunch of other companies, as opposed to when you have a flex office offering where you, um, you know, again, might have a, 
uh, a shorter lease, but you're controlling the whole floor, the whole half of the floor, just in a flex office uh, situation. Right. So it makes sense that if you're sharing space, if you have people who are outside your company there, that you might have some digital security concerns, that you'd have personal privacy concerns, that your employees will have enough space for themselves. Um, and it makes sense that you might have some concerns that your company culture uh, can be communicated because one way that companies uh, really reinforce culture is through their office space, the physical nature of it, how it's laid out, how people interact, the colors, uh, words on the wall, all those sorts of things can be used to say, this is what our, our organization is about uh, and this is who we are. And so if you're in a shared workspace uh, that's controlled by one of the providers, you obviously don't have as much say over that and so it can be um, a concern. What we found is all of these concerns are both real and really um, you can overcome them. On the security side, all the large providers are providing dedicated VPN um, or FINRA compliant, you know, can provide uh, server rack space, all those things that you might need uh, to have the digital security you want. Uh, and again, uh, the physical space is not the only way to reinforce company culture or cohesion. Uh, and so you can do that well through other types of communication and interacting with your employees, even if they're working out of a, a flex office or co-working space. Now on the positive side, there was a lot um, of agreement, if you will, around what was uh, the main benefits. And that number one benefit is what we talked about earlier, which is being able to ramp up and ramp down really quickly. You can add people in a market where you don't have an office and let them land uh, and work out of that space as you figure out whether you're going to take on a longer term lease. You can flex a, a certain office up and down based on seasonality uh, when you might need to add 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, put them into a flex space uh, for a couple months and then they move on to another project or another geographic location. So that ability is really valuable uh, and that was ranked as uh, a benefit by uh, essentially 70% of all respondents globally and it was consistently number one whether you're in Americas, EMEA uh, or Asia Pacific. Um, other benefits was the ability to, to save uh, on costs. Um, and then there's, it's seen as a benefit to really attract and retain employees because a lot of these spaces are really great locations, uh, really good amenities. They offer a certain um, kind of ambiance that a lot of young workers in particular really enjoy and get energized by. And then the final one that I'll mention um, specifically in Asia Pacific and uh, Europe was noted that the opportunity to network with other companies if you're in a shared space was seen as a potential, uh, you know, good way to collaborate or get new ideas or just have your employees exposed to people and ideas that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to if they were always working uh, in their company's uh, office space. Okay, excellent. So, David, as you know, this is a global survey and you've alluded to some of the um, regional results already, but how different were the yep. results from one region to another? Anything stand out there? So certainly at a high level, the trends are really consistent. Um, you know, regardless of which region you're looking at, there's a high utilization rate. People are relatively positive on, the, on it as a sector. People are more likely to be using it more in the future for more of their employees. Um, there are some, you know, distinctions worth it, that are interesting and worth dissecting. So utilization is higher currently in the Americas. About 66% of respondents said their company was using it in some capacity. It was only 58% in Asia Pacific. Um, so similar, but there's a, a gap there. 
I mentioned the digital security, that's an even larger concern in uh, Europe than it is in Asia Pacific or the Americas. Uh, they have a lot stronger uh, you know, digital regulations there, so that makes a lot yeah. of sense. And in terms of looking to the future, uh, you know, growth is expected to be a little bit faster in Asia Pacific, meaning companies are going to grow the percentage of their employees that are accessing co-working or flex office at a faster rate over the next five years than uh, America, America's-based or Europe-based companies uh, are indicating right now. Okay. And now for my last question, just sort of in summary, uh, what's the future of co-working space and what's the future of corporate demand for co-working space uh, moving forward? Yeah, we think that this is a sector that's here to stay, um, that it offers a service that occupiers want and are going to want uh, to a greater degree moving forward, and the results of the survey bear that out. So if we look at the median company in the survey in terms of what percentage of their, their employees are accessing co-working or flex office in some capacity right now, it was 3% of employees at that median company. That's expected to grow five-fold over the next five years where the median company is suggesting about 15% of their employees uh, will be access, accessing it. Um, and on the, the flip side, when we look at which companies say none of their employees are using co-working, about a fourth of all the respondents right now, and it's supposed to drop to about 10%. So uh, the penetration rate in terms of number of companies who are using co-working and or flex office uh, as a solution somewhere along their portfolio is going to continue to grow, and companies are going to give more and more of their employees access to this either as a work in different parts of the city, maybe have a better commute sometimes, um, or as an opportunity to, again, work in a, a different, vibrant uh, community where they might get to connect with people that they don't connect with day in and day out, or to use it for traveling employees who need to drop down in different either parts of the city or different cities. Uh, they might have access to uh, a co-working provider uh, around the globe or around their region, um, which would be a powerful tool uh, to improve efficiency and make employees' experience better uh, even when they're traveling. Sure. Well, that's fantastic, and um, David, I appreciate very much your talking with us today about co-working and obviously for uh, working with us on this survey. Thanks very much for sharing these insights today with Cornet Global. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.